Hey all, real quick before we get started, we have a Patreon now, and if you'd like to support us, sign up over at patreon.com forward slash talking sons. Fuck this shit I'm out. Welcome to Talking Sons, the tastiest podcast about Dungeons and Daddies made by fans of the show. Dungeons and Daddies is a podcast about four dads who are teleported to the fantasy realm to reclaim their sons. This isn't that podcast. You should go listen to it because we don't care about spoilers and we'll spoil everything. Talking Sons, episode 14, Serpents Ex Machina. The music goes here. Hi. My name is Jamie, and uh, I don't have a dad fact set up, so I'm just going to uh, roll for one. So, <laughs> hi. Uh, my name is Jamie, and um, my objective is immortality. Uh, why am I doing this? Steal a Playdark creature's you just, essence. You get, you, <laughs> you just get, you get one player's handbook suddenly you you think you're hot I shit think he's using the xanathar's guy so i'm going to uh start a war by uh it's really invading flexing. something to get really the immortality essence flexing on the dad reading That's... a book okay <laughs> hi my name is kelly and my dad fact is i'm living in a mildew filled room right now because there's a hole in my roof and it's leaking into my bedroom and I want to die. Please, no. Don't die. Well, fix my roof then, Luke. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Just do it. Get up there. Get on up there. Okay, fine. I'll be there in like <laughs> 10 hours. Hi. My name is Nikki. <laughs> and my dad fact this week is that my cat Sona's name is Bing Bong Gis. <laughs> <laughs> And that actually wasn't going to be my... If you need me to... I, I can do my other dad fact just in case uh, that guy gets cut. Um, Please, dear Christ. <laughs> Hi, my name is Bing Bongus, and my dad fact this week <laughs> is that my human son's name would be Nikki. <laughs> is that good? Is that better? Yeah, I think so. I think we got it. Nailed oh, it. Sorry, let me do... I'll try it. I'll really try again. Hi, my name is Nikki, and... My dad fact for this week is that this is the first episode that we're recording where I am finally home for good. Womp womp. I was going to say I'm officially a graduate, but I'm not yet. I have still have another week of finals. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Huzzah. Thank you. Welcome I'm graduating to- college, not high school. College. Because somebody said, oh. aren't you graduating high school in the Discord? And no. College. I am big. Are you though? Huge. Yeah. Seven foot two. She's too tall to be graduating high school. Exactly. (laughs) And big, not baby. No, very big. Very, very, very big. Very cool. Mm, Yes. Hi, my name is Luke. My dad fact for this week is that I've become so bored during quarantine that I've taken to counting how often my neighbor's cars leave the driveway and come back during the day. Oh, that's so sad. For those wondering, the answer is once. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Healthy. Never, yeah. never return. They just left. Their- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've been counting for 30 days now. They haven't come back yet. 
They're probably at like Disney World or something. Vacation. Yeah, wishing them the best. (laughs) All right. Uh, We all just finished listening to episode 32, Grilling in the Name of. Grilling in the Name of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A title Nikki understood. Well, okay. The plot of this episode, uh, the dads tried not to fall out of a cage. Yep. They were super in there. Yeah, well, it, it, it's not it's less of a cage and more like okay like imagine a d6 right <laughs> you're in there so it's like that shape i'm imagining yeah it's like that shape whatever that shape is in human words a fucking cube yeah <laughs> but that's too like that's too like smart for um the nerds of the podcast right because anthony did have to clarify and be like imagine a d6 yeah, bud. <laughs> yeah, I am unable to understand platonic solids unless you refer to them by their dice. Yeah, I only know yeah. romantic solids. <laughs> 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 yeah, that heard of the actually good. <laughs> y'all heard of the sexy sphere? <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's called the circle. <laughs> I prefer the badonkadonkhedron, the uh-huh, prism yes. with benefits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god two pyramids ass to ass <laughs> <laughs> which also is known as the d8 never go ass to pyramid never go ass to pyramid you are gonna have a bad time that's how germs get spread that, yes that's the only thing <laughs> never share pyramids yes wash your hands and your pyramids yes for sure <laughs> okay so big thing one Beth learned how to rogue in this episode, and God, we're so proud of you! Yes, this isn't the first time she's done rogue things. It's been the first time in like six months, but she did hide in her pants, and yeah, uh... and she like hid from the library that one time. So yeah, Beth learned how to rogue. We're all super happy for her, despite her um choices in how to rogue, (laughs) such as stabbing. Pouring acid on a skippet. Pouring acid. Mm, yes, very rogue <laughs> things. Yeah, yeah, I understand the concept, but couldn't they also just pour the acid on the door? <laughs> Maybe. No, no, that, it's, it's not feasible. It wouldn't, they wouldn't not have been able to do Right, that. it made too much sense, I think. It. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anthony yeah. only allows batshit insane plans to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no normie plans in this house. For yeah. sure. If there isn't a level of, sure, why not? You know, he's just not going to let it fly. The roll decides what the roll decides. Speaking of roguey things, uh, Beth hopped on the back of Terry Jr. And then, like, the Yoshi jump in Mario, where you just kind of kick Yoshi into the void, is such a rogue, bag-stabby thing to do. But Ron did it to Terry Jr. Yeah, yeah that's that's rough. Didn't Beth also say that, like... Or maybe Anthony said that, like, TJ is used to having Ron jump on his back, which I did find, like, cute and yet disturbing. Mm, I would go with mostly disturbing on that one, Kind of how the Stampler household works in general is just everything is, like... Nightmare fuel? Yeah. Oh, that's just... Oh, like, I can picture them, like, out somewhere and Ron's just like, oh, I'm so tired. And Samantha's like, Terry, carry your stepfather. (laughs) (laughs) he's like a kid at disneyland that doesn't want to walk anymore (laughs) well and i mean we all do have to remember that ron is pocket sized ron is the shortest king and he's the gangliest yeah that doesn't really make it any better terry jr whiffed it big time on trying to kick the ball he did ball part of the skip it 
Yeah. Poor, poor Terry Jr. And he's a soccer boy, too. He's Not a soccer boy, and he plays with the rage of someone who has something to prove. <laughs> he does. I mean, he does. He's Sadly. a soccer player with the rage of a football player. Oh, we're getting an editor's note. <laughs> editor's note. He did find kicking the skip it. He failed kicking the KO gas orb. So, sorry, I forgot which thing he whiffed. I feel like that there's like a video of like a dog that's so excited to get the ball thrown that instead of like chasing after the ball, it just tumbles like head first. And that's totally what happened there with that. I see that every day. The crit fail where he was just so excited to show off his skills that he just did he kick himself in the face or did he like I don't listen to this podcast. (laughs) it was a two so it wasn't quite the worst so it's not like he pulled a hammy you could pull a hammy from going too early though yeah but only on a crit fail true so the next thing well they this is like the whole episode here in a sentence uh so terry (laughs) failed the dads were knocked out woke up in a cage tried to get out of the cage and then tried to land a five-foot jump yeah that's the episode that was thank you thank you daddies for this did you guys know I have a six foot vertical leap? Nikki, but like touching, you're like just unbelievably, incredibly athletic. Yeah, I was a jock for a lot of my life, <laughs> um, but like a cool, but like a cool jock, you know, not like an orc jock. Yeah, I can tell by some of the t-shirts that you wear. Like it makes you look like an esports genius. Yeah. Like you just were varsity for all of the esports. Yeah, I mean, I do my varsity jacket still in my room. Um, I was varsity in. Uh, track a lot of track somehow i hurtled even though i am non-canonically five foot three and some change (laughs) did you know that in high school you can letter for doing marching band yes guess what i have a letter in (laughs) oh did you get a jacket for it because somehow (laughs) somehow getting the letter for it and get committing to the jacket for it is like two different levels of sad i had the jacket oh no no yeah of course jamie was a marching band kid though yeah one of course two the only thing sadder is uh getting a chess varsity jacket i was the coolest kid on college campus with my high school letter jacket oh how many lockers did you get stuffed in in college they actually had to like special order in lockers from the local high school so that they could (laughs) stuff them into me no stuff me into them yeah wow yeah sorry that was just wow. my inner jock coming out i just I, I the only reason why i wanted to mention that i have a six foot vertical leaf not not like i can jump up six feet but like i can touch six feet so like i feel like i would be pretty confident in like being able to land a five foot jump and like when i was 13 i had played soccer for like f- six seven years at that point i know it's dice but like i feel like the kids could have gotten it I mean, in middle school, like in gym class, I don't know if it was anywhere else, but like they had a game and it was just pretty much tire out the kids and they would all line us up and then they'd put out two jump ropes and then they'd have us jump over the jump rope with like a running start and they would, you know, spread it out a foot each. And it's like it didn't start getting hard until like six or seven feet. Mm -hmm. That's insane what you've said, but I understand the visual. (laughs) I mean, that's like that's like distance and like was, were they jumping distance? I assume they were all, they were also jumping height. Um, I no, I think it was mostly distance because the opening for the cage was open towards the jump that they had to make. Yeah. And so the door opened on the top and then they had to get another turn. Yeah. For it to turn. 
and uh, they could make the jump. I'm just saying they're spending all this time being worried about the kids when they can simply say all the kids are jocks and they can do jumps good. They are proficient in athletics. Get them out of the way. Yeah, but where's the fun in that? There's no fun in it, but also like there's probably also no fun in Anthony trying to manhandle gross the way that sentence was shaping up to go was Mm -hmm. really bad yeah Yeah. there's something not fun about anthony having to control like five npcs that are kids as opposed to like five npcs that are adults because the adults you're not worried about them dying but yeah as evidenced by Chekhov's snake which we'll talk about later but um like with kids you don't you don't want to kill a kid i think it was like matt's mom who was like i'm not listening to this if it has dead kids in it which you know just not very funny no killing kids is never funny dead adults hilarious yeah Yeah, inherently yeah yeah some of the funniest moments of all time dead adults big thing three (laughs) snake snake it's a snake Badgers, badger 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 So you all know how old we are now. Yep. (laughs) We were all roughly born in 2008. Yeah, I I, I came out the womb to uh, betcha, 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 betcha. (laughs) Wow, same. That's really weird. Weird. That's really weird. Power. Yeah, no, they only had like the big Dell towers and like the big CRTs and they had to wheel one in to the delivery room just for that. Yeah, just so we could walk. I was so excited to get out of there because I heard the hit song, whatever that song is called, and I had to get out there to see it with my own baby eyes. Um, so, check off Snake. Uh, I believe we talked about this in one of the community episodes where we had said, like, I wonder when Chekhov Snake is going to come back. Uh-huh. I'm almost positive. So I'm like, I was super stoked to have him again, even if it was just like to save these idiots from their oh shit moment. Because this is very obviously not where Anthony wanted them to die. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. It's Snake X Machina. It, yeah. Check out Snake helped out and then it died. So like, I wonder if like Anthony was just seeing that they were about to die and like he like he's just been saving the snake ever since. Or did he, didn't he just like remember it like last episode? Entirely possible. <laughs> I have no idea. Who knows what's in that man's mind? I mean, there was a little build up to the snake, though. So. I mean, yeah, I'm not really sure how, like, the moment worked out. Daryl getting semi-crucified with the stigmata knifing (sighs) was, uh, that was a scene. Oh, yeah, that happened. It certainly was. Snake. Will with the fucking ending save. Snake? (laughs) Snake? Snake? (laughs) Snake! Okay, but does that make up for him having the worst dad fact yet? No, let's talk about Will's crimes. Let's do it. Hi. Because, one, it was just his birthday. Yeah, we're recording this on William William Campos' birthday. Um, And look, I've said a lot of things about you, Will. We've talked some shit. Yeah, I'm not taking any of them back because this one was a fucking doozy. Like, I still think for me personally, Henry's favorite TV show is The Sunrise is like top tier worst Henry fact. But this one? This one that I remember? Can someone say what it was? Because I don't remember what it was. His favorite flavor of ice cream. Was ice. Oh, yeah. And sometimes he would switch some oat milk in his mouth beforehand. Hurts to hear again. I regret. (sighs) Yeah. Like, I... Yeah, I was right there with Freddie where he was just off mic going, fuck. <laughs> He's gone. He's gone to space. I've never related to Freddie more in my life. Yeah. 
No, I usually relate to Freddie, but that even more so. God. So, Will, happy belated birthday. But also, fuck you. Yeah, from all of us here at Talking Sons, Jesus. Happy belated birthday, you piece of shit. Yeah. We're going to buy you a Baskin-Robbins ice cream cake, and it just says fuck you on it. Hey, look. (laughs) Will said it himself. He's been trying to convince us that Henry's a monster for a while. And he did it. But, um... Yeah, he succeeded. (laughs) Here's the thing. You don't have to, Will. We know. You simply just can stop doing it. And that would be, like, super cool. Um, But look, this is my invitation to you. Will, if you want to come on our podcast and defend your honor, (laughs) we can have a special trial trial of of Will Will Campos. Campos. (laughs) Um, Come out and we can, like, thoroughly talk this through and maybe convince you to, like, change your mind and just become a better Henry Oak, I think, in the end. I feel like it's just going to devolve into one of those like parts of story break where he just tells everyone to shut the fuck up that he has an idea. And I am willing to deal with that only if you come on this podcast. For our audience's sake. Yes. (laughs) Our very small audience, all 10 of them. So that's my invitation. (laughs) One of them is my mom. One of them is my mom. Now you do have the opportunity, um... You know, obviously the Anthony stepfather situation is not going well. I mean, I'm back home full time now. So he just kind of comes into my room and pushes things off like counters sometimes. It's super fun. But obviously like that's cat. not going well. Like a cat. Um, but Cheryl is, you know, listening. She's always listening. She's a competent woman who don't need no man. Um, <laughs> but has two. But has two. And I'm just saying, if you make a compelling enough argument, you could have three. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Okay. This podcast is just people who are dating your mom now. Yeah, for sure. That's okay. This is the opposite of a problem for Cheryl. (laughs) Really is. And it will just consider just consider coming on the podcast. That's basically the TLDR of that kind of thing. Yeah, the people versus Will Campos must be heard. Yeah. Please turn yourself voluntarily otherwise we're gonna have to uh, issue a yeah. subpoena the tagline underneath the like um dramatic poster for like the people versus will campos is just like <laughs> there will be campos it <laughs> <laughs> will be oh, no, no. Fuck you worse than will jesus yeah that's a recycled nikki original uh, Nikki's been the worst Nikki on this podcast, officially. She's treating this podcast like a Bond girl. <laughs> Which was a line somewhat from this episode. Treating the Honda Odyssey like a Bond girl. Such a true line and it devolved into a discussion about casino royale which i really appreciated because that movie did have like five fucking endings too many yeah as a a person who's seen that movie i completely agreed nikki what the god is wrong with you (laughs) aren't you like in film isn't that your major i'm almost graduated so Nikki, are you sure you're not like two teenagers in a trench coat? No, she's too short for that. <laughs> I didn't say they were on each other's shoulders. I just said that they were standing around in a trench coat. I do have a trench coat, unrelated. As someone who has seen Casino Royale, <laughs> I completely agreed with their point. <laughs> okay, um, 
let's let's acknowledge Beth's goals because they were perfect. And wow, really Beth else... goals, honestly. Beth goals. Hashtag Beth goals. Hashtag Beth goals. Yeah. So this episode didn't really have a cliffhanger. They just kind of hopped out of the cage, crawled up and saw a snake die. Saw a snake die, and uh, now they're surrounded by a whole bunch of vomiting orcs. Again. Is that uneven terrain now? <laughs> I hope it is considered as such. I mean, they probably already recorded the next episode, but I hope they considered that fact. Although they didn't bring up the fact that Will was deaf or uh, Henry was deaf. So they're just going to forget things. Yeah, the ringing in his ears. Uh, Glenn or Henry. Yeah, Glenry. <laughs> uh, he can hear now. Yeah, he's fine. He he shot off a, a gun right next to his head, and he could hear perfectly fine. He's fine. Totally good. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like his dad fact just erased that from everyone's mind. Silly haha podcast does not have real repercussions. We know. We've been listening to it for over a year. Did Glenn do anything in this episode? I'm just like trying to think like what the characters did. But Glenn helped Nick. That was nice. That was a good moment of like Glenn letting Nick go for or yeah, Nick go second so he can like help Nick out. Smart thinking. Dad thinking. Dad thinking. I mean, he tried to convince Salt Bay Orc. Yeah, he failed his roles, which is kind of amazing because his whole thing is persuasion. He has like what, a plus eight or something stupid? Yeah, just the nastiest roles this episode. Yeah, just kind of all around. He had one job. He had one job and he didn't do it. Yeah, he already he got knocked out by the gas in the beginning, even though everyone else had disadvantage except him and Nick. Right. So like, come on. What like what's the point? Why are you smoking all that weed for? <laughs> if it doesn't help you in the end. Come on. Uh Daryl got stabbed. We all we all know that. Grant is a mess. Um yeah, as a as a child. Kind of eternally, just oh my god, please someone help him. In general. Please someone just hug him. Oh my god. Although I could see that with the dislocated shoulder doing more harm than good right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Ron did offer to pop it back into place. I don't know how well that would have gone. It's I don't know. Ron, Ron had the only good roles in the episode, so it could have gone very well. Or he could have approached from the knee. What? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like trying to come up. And it's like, uh, you know, it's like I need to pop your arm back in. And then he grabs a, his shin. <laughs> yeah, of course. For sure. <laughs> what? Yeah. That's the thing what? that's going to stay in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Wow. Send us into the commercial. <laughs> um, this one was brought to us by a friend of the show, Salt Bay Orc. And let's just hear from our sponsor. Um, I think that, like, for me, the sights, the sounds, the smells, just being in this environment is inspiring. And when we, like, think about Orcafornia Pizza Kitchen, we really think about, like, innovation and roasting meat in a huge, overly complex cage suspended over a very large and wasteful fire. All the menu items, like, start with the spark of an idea. A hunt like this is where we really receive inspiration and, like, meat to throw over the fire. With the small animals and, like, villagers we catch, we really strive to make unique dishes. Coming out on this hunt and gathering up people who wandered into our camp really reminds us of, like, just 
how powerful and unique simple dishes coming out of the Orcafornia Pizza Kitchen can be. You're like taking an arm here and a leg there and just cooking it up in some butter while it's still attached to the person. It makes a truly wonderful dish. At Orcafornia Pizza Kitchen, we will like always be true to who we are. And that is bloodthirsty orcs who love to drink mead and eat people. And while we're like often the authority on cooking and eating adventurers, we're also embracing new dishes, like children and squirrels. Seeing the look on people's faces as we serve them up onto plates, that's what inspires me the most. Orcafornia Pizza Kitchen. Get ambushed. What a lovely ad from our sponsor. <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah, so let's slide into that conspiracy corner. Uh, so this episode, we saw a uh, plot line from a previous episode wrap itself up and save the day. Chekhov's snake showed up and, again, saved the kids. Uh, what other storylines are going I, to resolve I themselves? I don't now want that to interrupt oh. you, but the dads were getting cooked this episode with a series of crit fails. They could have stayed in that cage and been cooked to perfection. So which dad do we think is the tastiest and who would we have needed a barbecue sauce for? Right. Well, first things first, let me just get this out of the way. This is absolutely a vor thing. I just like want to oh, get this sure. out of the way. Like, I want to <laughs> talk about this more than I have to. But um, Anthony uh, in the Patreon Discord did deny that this was a vor thing um, and yelled at us for assuming it was a vor thing. Um, my guy, you did introduce the mechanic where they were going to get eaten. So uh, super a vor thing. Just kind of want to get that out of the way. So glad to finally be back to a BDSM podcast. This I, is on you, are, Anthony Janthony. Is it vor where like people are eaten whole? Vor is where people are swallowed whole, yes. And w yeah. so they're big orcs. So I wouldn't be surprised. Look, the only person that could have eaten anyone there whole was Chekhov's snake and he's dead. So mm. yeah, that's true. I think that this is just a straight up cannibalism thing. Except for it's not cannibalism because they're orcs. Right. Mm, that's true, too. So it's just eating livestock oh. at this point. So it's fine. I'm just going to say that, like, at least if it's not strictly a vor thing, it is bordering on a vor thing. And I just like really need to get that out of the way. It's bordering. Bordering. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Man, this is so boring. Wow. Wow. Um, so kind of first thing that is like is canon is that Henry is the worst smelling so he would probably be the least fun to eat. Um, mm. I, I picture him as very lanky, so there's probably not a lot of meat on them bones. And if it is, it might be just muscle. I think that he is the one who has eaten the least amount of processed food. Glenn and Ron obviously eat the most amount of processed food. Mm -hmm. So I think Henry might be like one of those. He's like dry aged. Yeah, he's probably a, a lean chicken, but you might be able to cook him up good as like a cook-a-ban or something. <laughs> oh, like a like a grass-fed beef. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was thinking more of like the air dry aged beef that's like they just hang up in like a shed somewhere. Jerky. No, not jerky. He's jerky walking around in cargo shorts. <laughs> no, no, no. Glenn, I feel like Glenn is the most close to jerky Um, because he is. Yeah. He's, he's smoked for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so he is a pot smoked boy. Yeah. A pot smoked yeah. Glenn jerky. That would be some skunky meat. He definitely has THC <laughs> content at this point. Naturally. Okay. Unquote. So on a scale of like Daryl to Glenn. No, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm trying to rank them for like ones I would most want to eat versus like least want to eat. Um, I, I think Henry, I would least like to eat if I'm being honest. Like, 
I don't know. I think there just might be something interesting going on in Glenn's body with all that smoke. Honestly, <laughs> I just want to like see what's going on in there. You know? Yeah, I want to see what kind of emotional journey I take on the inherent <laughs> psychedelics and the shit that's running around in that guy. You wouldn't so much eat Glenn as you would dose. You on. would yeah, experience, experience Glenn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now, Glenn is an experience. Ron, Ron is I feel like is one of those birds that you eat whole that you're not supposed to um uh, that are, like endangered oh, the ortolan yeah. the ortolan well so here's the problem is that his calves are um very sexy meaty uh and very muscly super meaty because that's like canon is that he has like i want to nice... tear into those bad boys yeah i i think i think ron <laughs> i think ron would be like a pleasurable mouth uh, experience mm. ew, so ew. what you're saying is that he's like he's smuggling mm. hams and would taste like it too <laughs> <laughs> hams <in> the jam. <laughs> Oh, I hate myself for that. <laughs> so Daryl is is a pretty hefty lad. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how he's portrayed in any visual medium is that he's he's a real hefty lad. So do we think that that would be like a good eating experience or a bad one? Because I think he tends to grill his own f- meat. Like Wagyu beef. Yeah. Like, so externally, I think he comes off as like Wagyu beef, but he probably eats the most. Well, it's probably maybe the second most amount of processed foods out of these all these guys here. So he's probably not that great. Glenn's easily in first because stoner. So, yeah. yeah. Daryl tops the nation in eating Charleston shoes. That's true. If you get to the stomach, it's just like a war zone. <laughs> yeah. That's just going to be like fully processed sugar. Yeah, you cannot mm. have that with Daryl. But, you know, another step towards Wagyu, uh, what is it? They massage Wagyu beef and then they feed them beer. Oh, now hold on. Yeah. Oh. Now hold on. Hmm. Interesting. And I mean, it's not like we're eating the stomach. That's true. I think so. It's just for like the definitive Talking Sons dad eating ranking. Daryl is our tastiest. <laughs> Daryl and then Ron. Ron's gams. Yeah. And then would it go Glenn and then Henry? Yeah. Henry is the bottom no matter what. <laughs> Amen. First of all. <laughs> Second of all, I think going off of like the nasty, 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 nasty fart. Uh, from quite a while ago oh, yeah. i think whatever's happening in henry's body with all of that vegan food is just like not a pleasurable experience <laughs> plus he is like concentrated evil at this point i think with that dad fact yeah, yeah. that's true and he's just like he is a monster yeah. he doesn't eat anything that would impart any flavor yes so let me just let me just Correct. get a clean take of the ranking the talking sons tastiest dad ranking is as follows uh, number one, Daryl Wilson. Tasty boy. Number two, Ron F. Stampler. <laughs> number three, Glenn, middle name, close. And number four, Henry Oak. Thank you. I don't know why I only said Glenn, middle name, close. I'm not really sure why I did that. <laughs> <laughs> because we do that to Freddy. That's true. And moving on to our fandom plug. Uh-oh. Let's see. What's everyone fanning? I was going to roll something. But I'm not that dumb. I'm not doing it. Uh, I'm going to pimp out Philip Pullman's books because I plan on reading more of them right now. I have the second in the Book of Dust trilogy 
and it's been sitting on my to-be-read bookshelf, and I just haven't had a chance to, and I'm going to go do that. So going to say that. Ask me next time we record how it is. Okay. Noted. I'm writing that down in my notebook. Okay, good. So the thing I've been a fan of is my 600-pound life. I don't really have anything else to comment there. Uh, TLC's shows are all ridiculous, and they're all fake. Oh, this is a TV show. Yes, it, it's okay. a TV show. Not like my <laughs> me personally and my 600-pound life. Um, I mean, I wasn't judging you. I just wasn't really sure what you said, and then right, it all right. clicked. So. Yes, yes. So my 600-pound life, the TV show, this is just like a fun fact about it. There's like a big trope in the TV show where they make the person take a naked shower um to like show like how hard how it's so hard it's life is so hard but that's like required they like force them to do that and they like sometimes offer more money if they like get in the shower Jesus. so i just thought that was interesting that's pretty fucked wow that's fucking yeah. horrible yeah, yeah. that's terrible <laughs> they were getting a bunch of lawsuits i was like reading about Good. it so i found it very Good. interesting they should be that's yeah. awful it wasn't tlc it was like the production company that makes that produces it yeah right that's still shitty yeah, that's terrible that the TV show would do that because they didn't yeah. in the books, which were totally oh, for better. sure. Yeah. Yeah, my fan plug for this week uh, is an anime that basically everybody's heard of at this point, um, My Hero Academia. I have been binging through that over like the last two weeks. I got through almost four seasons in that time. It's uh, like a superhero anime, but like they're high school kids going to school to be superheroes. And it's really good. You should watch it. It's it's a lot of fun, and there are a lot of really tense moments and like really emotional moments. It's a very, very good anime all around. I watched like a good portion of that, and then I just lost interest. <laughs> but I had a good time while I was still watching it. Yeah, no, it's it's really good. <laughs> so uh, my fandom is uh, I saw that there was Alien Isolation on Steam for like two or three bucks. Yeah. But uh, that game is way too spoopy for me. So I reinstalled Alien vs. Predator 2 from like 2003. <laughs> and I've been playing that because it's awesome. Good for you. Good for you, buddy. Chase your bliss. I'm not Beth May, and she's not here to send us out. More theme music goes here. Ba-dang, ba-dang. Darn, ba-dang, This podcast was created and produced by a jumpy group of volunteers. Talking Sons was mastered and edited by Agnity. Our theme music is Madness is Everywhere by Lobo Loco. Grab the next podcast in your app of choice or from Nikki.horse. Next episode should drop on May 18th. If you would like to support our editor's Stay In Marathon, consider becoming a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash Talking Sons. We'd really appreciate it because Nikki's mom saw her Twitter feed and took away her allowance for being so boring. Did Henry and Daryl kiss in episode 32? No.